0: Wouldn't it be nice to have a roadmap, you know, that tells us exactly the steps we're going to take, how long it will take to get there, how we know when we arrive and actually where we're going. Wouldn't it be nice if God gave us that? But I read on a post the other day and it just hit me. It said, Jesus doesn't give us a map. He gives us a compass. And says, follow me. That's what I want to talk about today in this episode. So join me.
1: Hey, happy girls, welcome back to another episode of Confessions of a Brawl Lady with Missy Helderman. We cannot wait to teach, inspire, and even maybe share a giggle or two with our beloved happy girls family. So without further ado, let's dive right in to today's episode with Missy.
0: Welcome back, friends. This is Missy, your favorite bra lady, and I want to talk about being led. Wouldn't it be nice to have that map that tells us exactly where to go, when to go, how far to go, and know when we've arrived. It would be great. But like I said, that post, it says Jesus doesn't give us a map. He gives us a compass. And what does that compass do? That compass points north. All the time, so that we can continue to keep our eyes focused on where we need to be focused. One of the greatest examples I have in my own life of being led versus having that map is in dancing. Now, granted, I am not the dancer in the family. Okay. I am not. I love to dance, but I'm not good at it. It's okay. Right. We have to own it. But I come from a family that dances in the kitchen, dances in the living room. We have big band music coming on or 50s music. And the first thing that happens is somebody's up doing the jitterbug, okay, or the swing. It's a partner dance, if you're not aware. You've probably seen the ballroom dancing or some of the swing dancing that happens where they're throwing the girls around this way and throwing the girls around that way and all that. And you have to wonder how the heck do they know where they're going on the floor, right? Well, as I grew up, I always danced with my mom or my sister. Seemed like my dad was always out doing something. I would dance with my grandpa, you know, and... The joke got to be, matter of fact, my dad, I will never forget. My dad asked one time while he was sitting there watching me and my mom dance, he says, so who's leading? And mom and I looked at each other and the first thing that came out of our mouth was, well, the one who's facing the forward. Well, that's not exactly how leading works, but that has been the joke for many, many years now. So when I was preparing for our wedding, My dad and I practiced dancing together and it was quite different from what my mom and I, or my sister and I did, because we were just kind of reacting to whatever we wanted to do and each other. But what my dad showed me, and actually my uncle Chuck was really good at this too. He would always have his hand on the small of my back and he taught me how Depending on where he pressed, like if he pressed my back with the heel of his hand, it meant we were getting ready to turn this way. Or if he pressed my back with th- his fingertips, it meant that we were remo- we were gonna move this way. And it really was interesting how I got to learn how he, the pressure he put on my back, which way we were gonna go. Does not mean I was good at it, but with practice, It did really help to know, oh, okay, this way, this way, this way, right? So as we are moving through our journey with God, how is it that he leads us? Yes, we'd love to have a map, wouldn't we? I know we'd love to have a map, but that's not necessarily how he works. Yes, we have the word. And as we get into the word, as we dig into the word, we learn more and more about his ways, his character, his way of speaking to us, his way of directing us. But how is it that he does that? Well, today's devotional is based on Psalm 32, eight. And the t-shirt that we've got has the cutest little, you know, cat eye glasses. I love those. And it says, I guide you with my eye upon you. And Part of that, that's the end of that scripture. But let me tell you just a little bit about that and then we'll go backwards, okay? In the easy read version, it says, I watch over you and I will be your guide. In the message version, it says, I'm looking into your eye and giving it to you straight. In the NIV version, it says, I counsel you with my loving eye upon you. Isn't it amazing to think about how God looks into our eyes, looks upon us, and is looking out for us? And he's constantly watching out for us with those loving eyes, okay? But what is he doing as he's watching over us, as he's guiding us? Well, when we get into that scripture, it talks about he will instruct us, he will teach us. And he will teach us the way we should go. And of course, he will guide us with his eye upon us. Now, I love, I'm like kind of a geek when it comes to looking and digging into the scripture, into the original language, whether it's Hebrew or Greek, that kind of thing. There's something I find interesting when... You can read the scripture, but then when you look at the meaning of some of the words that are in that scripture, it's like going from a black and white television to a color television. The picture hasn't changed at all, but it's gotten more depth, more interesting colors. You know what I'm saying? So I have broken out a couple of those words. Now, let me tell you. Just because I'm a geek about the Hebrew and loving to find out what the original words mean does not mean I know how to say them. So if I tear this up, please give me some grace, okay? So let's kind of break out what Psalms 32.8 looks like. The first thing it says is, I will instruct thee. Well, when you look at the word for instruct, which is sakal. It means to make wisely understanding or cause to prosper. Isn't that interesting? To make wisely understand or to prosper or cause to prosper. It says, I will teach thee. Will teach in Hebrew is yarah. I have these literally broken out into the, the, how I would say them so that I can almost get it. I hope you understand. But that word means to throw, to cast, to shoot, to point out, to show, to direct, to teach and instruct. Isn't that interesting? Yes. When we think of teach, we think, okay, someone to sit down like a teacher to instruct us how to go to give us some directions. But wow, what about the whole throwing and casting and shooting us out where we need to go? Kind of a different picture, isn't it? Now, as we go further into that scripture, it says, um, I will instruct thee, I will teach thee in the way you shall go. And the way, the word for way is direct direct Rick? Da rick da something like that okay <laughs> you guys gotta love me okay it means way road distance journey or check this one out the manner the manner in which we should go when i think about how we're going to be directed we think about that map again The first thing we think of is a road, right? Some path, but it's also he is teaching us the manner in which we should go. Think about the character we should go, okay? I will guide thee with my eyes upon you. The word guide is ya-at's. I know, weird one. Ya-at's. And this means to advise, to counsel, to purpose, or to devise a plan. Sometimes we think about God already way back when, before we were even a glimmer in our parents' eyes, that he has already got the plan written out. Step by step, each curve each turn, everything. And I don't know that that's exactly how I see it. I truly believe that he had a plan from the very beginning of what we were to accomplish. But sometimes I think that his his plan, his counsel, his purpose, his purpose never changes. But sometimes how we get to where we need to go may change. We have a free, free will. We have the choice of whether we're going to follow or not to follow. If we're going to be led by his word and his will, or we're going to follow our flesh and our own desires. So we may get ourselves into some things that might have to take us around the bend a few times, but the ultimate purpose that God had planned for our lives from the very beginning is still there it's just that we've got you know and so he has to counsel us through these things you think about israel and israel he wanted to get to the promised land it was only what less than a two-week journey walking but because of their heart and the condition of their heart what they chose to believe they ended up walking around that that wilderness for four 40 years is that crazy I don't want to be walking around that wilderness for 40 years if I have the promise of the promised land in, in, in front of me. Right. Do you, so God wants to lead us. God has, God wants to instruct us. He wants to teach us. He wants to give us all these things that we need along the way. And I don't believe that it's something that, okay, I'm going to teach you everything you need to know today and you're not going to need me anymore. So then poof, go and I'll meet you at the end. I will be honest. I am so guilty of of wanting this. God, just tell me where I'm going to go give me the things I need. Tell me how you want, you know, tell me where it's supposed to be. And then poof, I'll meet you at the end. But do you know what he's shown me with that is that it's not a relationship that he wants for us. The relationship of him telling you what to do, and then you go do it and then present it to him is more like a master. Here's your job. Here's your task. Now go do it and do do it well. His heart is for us to walk along with him, to do it with him, with his eye upon us and him giving us the steps that we need for the step we're on. He's giving us the wisdom and giving us the understanding so that we can prosper. And prosper doesn't just mean, I know if we think immediately, prosper means, oh, I'm going to be a millionaire. Prosper doesn't always mean money. It can mean, you know, our lives being fruitful with the fruits of the spirit, with the kindness, with the peace, with the joy. As we continue to, to follow him, we learn his character. That's what it's really intended. Now, even David said, he said, teach me your ways, O Lord, that I may follow them. Lord, that I may be able to do it in the same way that you want me to do. And in what's in your heart. You know, and David was even God said he was a man after his own heart. The relationship that God is calling us to is not one of he's got his eye on me. Like I'm in trouble all the time. You know, like when we were in grade school and we might be causing problems And you know, that that teacher's got his eye on you or mom has always got her eye on you, making sure that you behave. That's not the case with God. He has his eye on us because he's got that loving eye. He's constantly watching out for us. He's constantly watching what we need so that he can teach us, so he can provide for us, so he can show us the way that we need to go. Isn't that cool? So that he can even teach us the manner in which we do it. You know, the old the old saying, you catch more bees with honey, right? So how do we learn that honey way of catching bees? It's a manner, right? How do we learn how to treat others? How do we learn to carry ourselves in certain situations? That's a manner. He's wanting to teach us that. And he's wanting to teach us that in the way that he would go, in the way that he would handle the situation, the way that he would love others. It's really interesting, isn't it? So now we know that God not only wants to lead us, but he wants to teach us. He wants to instruct us. He wants to guide us along the way and share this journey with us. But what do we do if we've missed it? Because I know I've missed it. We've, we've all missed it, right? God has tried to show us different ways and we've chosen to do something different. A perfect example is me. God has put, um, has given me some different things to. He's shown me how I am supposed to do these different projects or what I'm supposed to be doing. And I'll be honest, because of fear, fear of the unknown, fear of who knows, you know, how am I supposed to do this? I don't know what to do. Where do I go? Where am I going to get the money that it's going to take to do this, that, or the other? And I get in my head. And rather than truly focusing on God and looking to him to show me, okay, I have no idea how to do this, but I'm trusting you to show me each step of the way. Instead of doing that, what I do is I get busy. (laughs) I fill my days with all the things that are easy for me to do, that take up my time. And a lot of them are good things. A lot of them are, are valuable things. Okay. But you know how when you look at things, you're shopping on things, um, and you say you see these things that say good, better, best, and it marks oh this is the good thing, this is the better thing, you know the best. All those things that I'm guilty filling my days with, a lot of them are good things. A lot of them are good things, but God is calling us to the best thing. And sometimes what that looks like is us stopping and really getting honest with ourselves and say, okay, what is the last thing that God told me to do? And is that thing the very thing that I'm doing? And if it's not, why? Why am I not doing it? I have had to do that same very thing and look really hard at what I'm spending my time and my money and my talents, my resources, all of those things. What am I spending my time doing versus what is it that God told me to do? What was the last thing that he told me to do on and instructed me in? And they didn't, they didn't line up. So I literally have had to make a list of all the things that I'm keeping myself fully busy doing and really start to prune them off. Again, they're all good things. But what they are is pulling from that great thing, pulling me from that great thing. So I wanna challenge you ladies today to look at where you spend the majority of your time. What's the things that you are spending all your time, effort, everything at, and ask yourself, is this the very best thing? Is this the thing that God has called you to, or is this a distraction or a diversion to keep you from doing the thing that God's calling you to do? Because in this time and day, we need to be doing the exact thing that God calls us to. Because when we are being led by him, it is where we have the instruction we need. We have the provision we need. We have the protection we need. We have the the way pointed out to us. So look at those things. And I'm looking at those things. I have pulled back on a lot of things that, that I was doing and what I found or what I'm finding now is although that thing that God called me to is still there and it's scary, it doesn't matter. Fear is just false evidence appearing real. And it's just trying to keep me from doing what I need to do. So I need to push past it and get into what it is. And I challenge you to do the same. It's one step, take one step. Because at the end of the day, what we find or what I have found is that when I'm working on that one thing, it's like life-giving. And I'm getting, I'm moving further faster on it. Those little things that I was afraid of, oh my gosh, it's not even a thing. It's like I blew it up in my head that it was so hard. It was so, so scary. It really wasn't that big a deal. When I actually took the other things off my plate and I was actually focused on the one thing oh my gosh, isn't that crazy? (laughs) So as we continue to be led by God and allow ourselves to be led by God, it's going to be just like me learning how to dance with my dad. When I learned that when he pushes me with his palm, we're going this way. When he pushes me a little bit with his fingertips, we're going to go this way. And he doesn't have to say a word. He didn't have to say a word. And I knew that. And I really believe that that's where God is calling us to, to be able to be led in such a fashion that we have the experience with him, that we know when he does this. Okay. I know exactly what he's calling me, which way I'm to go. Or in his word, he's saying this, and he's putting that on your heart, then, oh, Okay. It's time to make a a change. It's time to pivot a little. Okay. That's what he wants us to get to. He wants us to get to a place where him and you are so close and can communicate and know his heart so well that we can be led just by his eye being upon us. You know, when you're around those people that you've been around forever and you see their countenance change, or you see an expression on their face or even body language, you know exactly what it means, don't you? You know exactly what they're 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 wanting you to do, or they're not wanting you to do, or what's on their heart. Well, that's where we want to be with God as he leads us, as he walks with us. So this week, ladies, take some time. Look and see where your life is. See where you're spending your time And let's be led by God, shall we? All right. This is another episode of Confessions of a Bra Lady. And thank you so much for joining me. Until next
1: week, ta-ta. Wasn't that great? It was another episode of Confessions of a Bra Lady with our favorite bra lady, Missy Helderman. She not only leaves us feeling empowered, confident, but also with a trick or two in our back pocket to conquer the world. We can't wait for you to join us next week, but in the meantime, you have a variety of ways to stay in touch. You can check out our website for all of your merchandise slash subscription slash getting to know us needs. Follow us on Instagram or Facebook, handle The Bra Market, or you can join our email club available on our website. So until next time, we hope you have a great week where you feel stylish, confident, and able to tackle all the things on your to-do list. Until then, happy girls. Bye-bye.